It's time. John Gruden's our guest, head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. JT the Brick, great talking to you. Hope you're well, man. It's time. Well, you know how we want to play, JT. You know me probably better than anybody out there. It's time for the JT the Brick Show. We're going to play old school football. JT the Brick on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Can't wait to play in that stadium and get this party started. You got no idea. Here's your host, JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you as we open up the show on Raider Nation Radio with some very disturbing, serious news. Tiger Woods injured in a rollover car accident. Palos Verdes, Los Angeles, uh, taken out of the car with the jaws of life. A very, very serious car accident. Breaking news all over sports. It happened early this morning, past 7 a.m. Pacific time. And we are waiting for updates as we open up the show. His agent, Mark Steinberg, uh, just put out a statement. Tiger Woods was in a single car accident this morning in California where he suffered multiple leg injuries. He's currently in surgery, and we thank you for your privacy and support. Uh, We will do what we do on this show. I've been on the radio a long time. Whenever there's a serious accident of any kind, We wait for the news, the news that is coming from the Los Angeles Sheriff Department, for hospital spokesmen, uh, anybody who has breaking news on Tiger Woods. We will not speculate. We will not speculate. We will pray for Tiger Woods. We will hope that he is okay. He is alive at this point. I'm looking at CNN now. The severity of this accident, this rollover accident, looks incredible to me in a remote area of California where he was riding through the hills and it looked like he went off the road into an embankment and the car flipped over multiple times for the jaws of life to extract him shows the severity of this and it was it looks to be about maybe 30 40 yards off the road but the way the car looks on the side of the road looks like the car fell off a cliff and kept rolling and rolling and rolling to the bottom of a hill. That's what it looks like on television. But it happened off the road where Tiger must have lost control of his vehicle. <clears throat> and then, for whatever reason, hit an embankment. And the car is on the bottom of the embankment where it has rolled over several times totaled. And Tiger Woods is in surgery as we speak. Wow. Uh, if you look at the damage of the car, the crash is under investigation. Uh, where was Tiger Woods coming? There are reports that Tiger Woods, and there's a helicopter video right now, was either on his way to golf with Dwayne Wade, uh, getting to an early tee time. A lot of the details of the accident are coming in now to TMZ. I always say go to TMZ on all this because they always have the most accurate information. They always do. TMZ has the most accurate information, even when they're in Los Angeles or outside of Los Angeles. But Tiger Woods' agent said he sustained multiple leg injuries, and he's in surgery. Wow. What a tough way to kick off the show today as we get going. We have a full show lined up for you, a guest that we already booked in advance. We'll try to go through this, and I will make sure that we do what we do best. We will cover breaking news. If we have any update on the condition of Tiger Woods, we will tell you about it here on Raider Nation Radio. How could you participate? Really, there's only one way. If you want to call in and say something positive about Tiger Woods, wish him well, no problem with that. We will not take calls speculating. 
What could happen? Could his career be over? Will he ever play again? That would be inappropriate at this time. We will not do that. But we could talk about pulling for Tiger Woods, who is a father of two young children and clearly flipped over, removed by the jaws of life, taken to a hospital where he's currently undergoing surgeries. And it's interesting to me because Sunday night after the golf tournament ended at Riviera, Tiger Woods went on a television with, he went on television with Jim Nance and he talked to Jim Nance about the potential of playing in the Masters or not. And Tiger Woods made it clear he only has one back. He made that clear point. He goes, I only have one back and he has to make sure that they're scarring over the injury of his back and what's happening with the discs in his back. And he didn't know if he could play. And when I was on the air that night, we talked about that for a little bit. But now after this, I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine Tiger Woods. And I'm not going to speculate on the rest of his career. But if you take a look at the severity of this accident, and everybody, as everybody's looking at it on either television or social media, Again, CNN Golf Digest reporting Tiger Woods suffered multiple leg injuries and remains in surgery. Wow, just incredible to have a story like this and covering accidents throughout my career with sports figures and icons and car accidents, plane, helicopter accidents, whatever it is, uh, we take it very seriously here. This is no time to speculate on anything about an athlete and his athletic prowess. It's about talking about survival and hopefully him coming out of surgery with the ability to have his legs, the ability to use his legs, because they're talking about critical injuries here, as CNN reported here. So very serious breaking news. Tiger Woods has suffered multiple leg injuries in a single car rollover accident. Tiger Woods was the only individual in the in the car, in the rolling hills outside of Palos Verdes. I've been to that area. I lived in L.A. for 10 years. There's golf courses there. There are luxury homes. It reminded me a lot of the Bay Area. If you're in the Bay Area, in some of the golf communities in the rolling hills there, Rancho Palos Verdes, California there, as Tiger Woods is involved in a single vehicle rollover collision. So, again, how do we take phone calls? How do we do a couple of hours of radio? You know, we just say positive things about, we just say positive things about Tiger Woods. Do you all agree with me? I mean, what else you want to do? He's going to be in surgery. Don't know how long that surgery will be, but we're on here for the next two hours. And I'm praying for Tiger Woods. I'm a big Tiger Woods fan. Uh, very critical of Tiger Woods throughout his career with his personal transgressions, the mistakes he's made in life, covering the story of Tiger Woods like we all have. Tiger Woods has had a huge impact on the city of Las Vegas. All of it not good, some of it great in regards to Tiger Jam and his charity endeavors and what he's done in the city of Las Vegas to give back. And no matter what you think about Tiger Woods' personal life, his divorce, his relationships outside his marriage, we're here to talk about Tiger Woods and what everybody needs to do is have positive thoughts for him, that he will be okay again and he will have the use of his legs and the fact that I'm looking at this vehicle, I've been looking at this for about the last hour with my wife as we're, we're looking at all this. Got the news from my son in high school. So my son hit us a text and said, you see the Tiger Woods news? And then we turned on the TV. Christine Brown, a frequent contributor to my shows, she's on CNN now, talking about everything that's happening here with Tiger. So this is Sports Talk Radio. This is it. This is the dominant story 
in Sports Talk Radio. It's not the NFL draft. It's not free agency. I'm going to get to some hockey. We're going to talk about other topics here. But we're covering a breaking news story. And if you want to get in on this with Tiger Woods uh, and say something positive about Tiger, 702-365-9200. They're showing the aerial shot from KABC in Los Angeles. Also, KABC is where my long-term podcast partner and radio host, Tom Looney, has worked at for the last year or so. So I reached out to him, and when he has more details on this, he will call in, and also I've reached out to a contact at TMZ. When they have more information, they'll let us know about this. But very serious accident in a unique area where you should not be driving fast. There should not be any issues. There shouldn't be any issues. You're just driving through the rolling hills on a beautiful scenic road in an exclusive area slash uh, exclusive neighborhood. So for those who are going to speculate what he was doing the night before, what he was doing that this morning, no need for that here. Let's just hope for the positives. But as I continue to look at the topography and what happened in this area, there is no doubt when he went off the side of the road, there's no doubt in my opinion that he hit an embankment. And when he went up the embankment, that's when the car flipped and rolled. And uh, it rolled on the side where the driver's side would be pinned up against the ground. And they had to use the jaws of life to remove Tiger Woods from the vehicle. The whole world, let alone the world of sports, is on edge. Tiger Woods is a Raiders fan. Tiger Woods is diehard Raider Nation. He is a Raiders fan. So all the Raider Nation should be pulling for Tiger Woods here, who represents the silver and black. Always see him with the Raider hat on. Been to Raider games on the sideline where I've been, and we're all pulling for Tiger Woods as we open up the show. Incredible. You don't ever expect anything like this to happen, of course, and when it does, you just hope for the best. 702-365-9200. When I have more information for you, I promise you I'm all over this story for a number of reasons, and we'll get, we'll get it to you as soon as we get that. All right, I wanted to begin today with all the topics that we could talk about and, and figure out here. This hockey team, the Golden Knights are amazing. They are a great team. And they were in a position last night where they played in the final game of a four-game series against the Colorado Avalanche in a game that they needed to win. And it felt like a playoff game going into the game. It felt like as much of a must-win as you can have in a regular season game as you're going to get this year. Colorado is no doubt the team standing in the way of the Knights in the Western Conference. They might be better than the Knights. I think the teams are pretty even. But what the Knights did last night was sent a message to Colorado on how great they are, how explosive they are, and one of the greatest goaltenders of all time in Marc-Andre Fleury, who stood on his head, and I've seen him play a lot of games. I really believe last night was one of Fleury's greatest performances, one of his greatest performances in a Golden Knight uniform period. Some of the saves were electric. Let's go to the first period where Marc-Andre Fleury was already standing on his head. Still in the zone, however. Right side, Graves fires. Blockers save Fleury up into the air. Handled by Stone. Sends a bouncer to the line, not out. A shot from Byram save. Rebound out in front. Side shooting. Toe save. Fleury reaching out with the right leg. It's out of the zone. Near boards. Cut off by Timmons at his own line. 
Dan Duva on the call. It was one of those nights where Dan was really emotional because of all those shots on goal. Tuck had a big goal when I was up in Tahoe at the outdoor game, one of the best goals I saw him have throughout his young career. And then Tuck answered with this power play. In they come. Alex Tuck scores on the rush. Tuck came right down the middle. The righty buries it inside the right post. It's a solo effort power play goal. And Vegas takes a 1-0 lead. Uh, they needed that goal because Flurry was playing so well. This game could have got out of control the other way pretty quickly here. Colorado could have had a 2-0 lead in the blink of an eye. But Flurry kept them in the game. And then Tuck in the second period again comes through to give Vegas a little bit of a cushion. Here comes Tuck galloping ahead. He shoots. Score! It caroms in off a defenseman. Tuck ought to have his second of the game. Yeah, Tuck was great. Tuck played one of his most important games as they mix and match the lines. I thought he was exceptional. And then the goal that put him away gave Vegas the breathing new, uh, room they needed. Jonathan Marsha show. Back to the left for Hay. Fakes around Calvert. Into the zone. Carlson now a shot. Marsha show. He scores. Vegas takes a 3-0 lead. What a setup. Jonathan Marsha show scores his sixth goal of the year. You know, that third period was so wild. It was so incredible, so wild yesterday because they just can't, kept coming at Flurry. They just kept pouring it on Flurry, and Flurry made save after save after save. And in the third period, he was never better. Working right, dropped it for Belmore, a shot shrugged off by Flurry. Rebound, diving save, and another try goes wide. Taves had the shot that Flurry saved, then Donskoy shot it across the net mouth and wide. Yep, that was it. So the game was pretty much over there. Vegas at the end was able to put the game away and win what I think is one of the most important games. I think it's the most important game of the entire season. It felt like a must win, a shutout on the road, a brilliant all-time, for me, all-time Vegas gold tonight, goaltending performance by Marc-Andre Fleury and the rest of his teammates who came up big on a night where they had to get a win. Graves. Over to the right with three seconds. Mishandled. Carrier clears the zone, and that will do it for the game. Carrier put a shot on goal as the horn sounded. The Golden Knights shut out the Avalanche three to nothing. And now Grubauer goes after Will Carrier. Well, Will shot it pretty late, and I think he did it on purpose. So that's the team on the call: Dan Duba and Gary Lawless. Really a big game. After the game, a Peter DeBoer. When you looked at the performance here, the shuffling the lines was the key. He knew he had to get this team the edge coming off the loss in Tahoe, and it worked. Well, we, we actually decided to shuffle everybody, defense pairs, lines. You know, we had lost a couple games in a row, and, uh, you know, we just were looking for a spark, and uh, I loved our response. Yeah, I thought they responded really well. DeBoer talked about how they responded to the early losses in this series to Colorado, and they came through in this one. I think the lines were maybe a small piece of it. Uh, I think we had a, a group committed tonight to respond uh, to losing two in a row uh, against uh, one of the best teams in the league, and we wanted to uh, send a message, and uh, I thought our guys did that. Uh, one more for DeBoer on the play, and it was great play by this team, especially Marc-Andre Fleury with a shutout, the shutout, exactly what Vegas needed. He's been dialed in right since training camp for us and, you know, really has been consistently our best player. All right, so very quickly, before I came to Raider Nation Radio, 
I was on the station in our building, the Golden Knight station. We did a lot to build that station up and launch that. We are going to continue to talk Golden Knights. So I'd love to get some Golden Knights phone calls going, some energy as I mix it in with Raider content. Because this time of year, February into March, you're going to be hearing a lot more about hockey, March Madness some days, and you will with the Raiders, unless there's breaking news on the Raiders. I need to do a two-hour solo talk show every day with cooperation from everybody on sports. The accident involving Tiger Woods, the great play of the Golden Knights, some of the other storylines that we're going to talk about here. Again, we're not a podcast. We're a live two-hour show. We're trying to build something big. We're trying to get the support of everybody in Vegas because we got the support of everybody outside of Vegas. So on 920 in Vegas, we want to hear from fans who understand the Raiders, the Golden Knights, all of the sports that are happening in this town. 702-365-9200 as we open up the show. So that's where we're at. We're covering the breaking news on the Tiger Woods car accident. He is currently in surgery after sustaining, quote, multiple leg injuries. And the car crash was very early this morning, right after 7 a.m. So by the time uh, the Jaws of Life police officers ambulance showed up on the scene, got Tiger Woods out of the vehicle, and then the news broke. You know, it's been several hours now as we're sitting here at quarter past 12 Pacific time. So this has been an ongoing story for a number of hours, as I'm assuming his agent, his family, his friends, all his well-wishers are coming on the scene at the hospital there. So hopefully some new news coming up there. Uh, Other stories that we want to talk about with the NFL – Uh, We have a couple of NFL guests lined up today, a guest who's joining us from the Washington Post. We'll get into this. A lot of talk about the Seahawks and Russell Wilson and what's going to happen with Russell Wilson. It is not quieting down in the Pacific Northwest. More speculation. We'll get into that story coming up here in a little bit. Also, K.J. Wright of the Seahawks doesn't want to give Seattle a discount, so he's unhappy there. When you look at an unhappy football team, okay, Remember, with the Raiders, I don't see an unhappy football team. I'm around the team. I don't see anybody unhappy. I see some people pissed off that they're not winning enough, a little bit pissed off and wanting more. But when it comes to the Raiders, Gruden and Carr are on the same page, unlike Deshaun Watson and his coaching staff. Russell Wilson is not on the same page. He's the quarterback with his organization. You go around the league, Sean McVay wanted Jared Goff out for Matthew Stafford. So there's a lot of chaos when it comes to the quarterback position. Mike Tomlin's going to have to step up for Ben Roethlisberger or not. You know, Tomlin tested positive for COVID. He's in the news, but more and more reports are saying that the Steelers want to get off and maybe move on from Ben Roethlisberger. So his coach is going to have to step up and do the right thing if he wants to keep him. And we don't know what the hell's going on with Dak Prescott. What do you know about Dak Prescott when it comes to Mike McCarthy? Mike McCarthy's not speaking at all. Because McCarthy works for Jerry Jones, and Jerry Jones is buttoned up. We don't believe that Bill Belichick wants Cam Newton anymore. I don't know if Kyle Shanahan wants or John Lynch wants Jimmy Garoppolo. Raider Nation, do you sense that the Niners are going out of their way to try to keep Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't. I don't know what to tell you on that. But we do know that John Gruden has a great working relationship with Carr. Carr loves playing for Gruden. And that's one of the good things about this team when it comes to the commitment and how quiet it's been from the coach and the quarterback perspective. That's important. I'm a big believer of letting those two guys go out at another year. 
This will be the fourth year of Carr and Gruden's system, and the most has got to come out of it. So the offseason so far has been about quarterback chaos on top of the quarterback carousel. It's nice to be in Las Vegas where it at least appears, it appears, I'll use that word, that the quarterback and the coach seem to be on the same page, and there's not a lot of backstabbing behind the scenes or any compared to other NFL cities where I see that all the time. 702-365-9200. Joe in Vegas. Start us off, Joe. What's happening? JT, what's happening? Jersey Joe here. Haven't talked to you in a while, my man. Listen. Hey, Joe. You know, you know I know Vegas. I'm fired up about the Vegas sports scene. You talked about the Knights. I was watching the guys last night. Alex Tuck was an absolute monster last night. That guy can score 40 goals. He stays healthy. I like I really, really like our chance, and I think they're going to take it home this year. I've said it the last couple of years. I think the board's got them going the right way. Flurry looks like a man on a mission, and, you know, we can get Leonard healthy or whatever's going on with him. He's a tough two-headed monster to go after. So Golden Knights all the way, my prediction. The Raiders, listen, stick with Derek Carr. You know I'm a Bears fan by heart, but I'm a Vegas guy. been here 23 years. Derek Carr is a guy that can get it done. they got to put some more weapons around him. Guy's got to stay healthy. Defense has to be improved. Love what Gruden's doing. Love what the front office is doing. A lot of people talk smack on Mayock, but guy's a football guy. He knows what's happening, and he's trying to make a difference here. Those guys are doing great things in the community. Got to get fans in the stands. That's coming soon. Finally getting out to a lunch here, JT. Feel good getting out of the house with the kid. It was time, man. I'm out. I heard my boy. Nothing better than getting on the radio. Last shout-out, Rebel Football, my boy Marcus Arroyo. He will turn that program around. Two great recruiting classes. Vegas sports on the rise. Vegas is coming back. Brazilian community. Fired up, brother. Wow. Jersey Joe Haro. Thanks, Joe. An icon in the city of Vegas, former Rebel running back, Hakkasan super executive, great new dad, and one of my boys. Love when one of my crew calls in. And it doesn't happen often. We take we take a lot of random calls, but when one of my guys checks in, really appreciate that and everything that Joe does for the Rebel Foundation. You better believe it. That guy is diehard UNLV. He made a good point about how this team is locked in from a hockey perspective. Tuck looks like a beast. They got to get Marcia so going. My only two criticisms of this team that have been accurate since the Vegas Golden Knights have launched is sometimes they're soft on defense in front of the crease. Sometimes they're just soft on defense. They let other teams park in front of the crease for tip-in goals and goals right around Fleury or Leonard, and they got to clean that up. Number two, from time to time, their goal scorers disappear. They have so many goal scorers. Carlson, Marciso, Tuck, Stone, Pacioretty. You go down the list, then if a goal scorer disappears for two weeks and doesn't get a goal, you scratch your head and go, what's going on here? But it's like a football team. You only got one football. So there are going to be games where Ruggs doesn't get seven receptions. Hunter Renfro might go two games without a touchdown, and you go, why? Because there's only one football. Same thing with the Golden Knights. With all the power that they have on this offense, all the goal scorers, their size and strength, there are going to be times where they don't get going. And last night it was important for Tuck to carry the team and to put the team on his back, and then for Marceau to get a big goal. But it was all about Flurry to me. Watching that game last night, I could tell that there was something different about Mark andre Flurry. And yes, in my opinion, there is a flat-out goalie controversy from here on out. 
flat-out goalie controversy, period. Flurry is the man. Leonard is not available. When you're not available, your team can't count on you. When Leonard gets healthy, he deserves to play again but not be the starter. He was the starter because the organization thought he was the younger, better player. They were wrong. They're not devastatingly wrong, but Flurry is better than Leonard. He has a better career, a better legacy, and he's playing better than him now because he's available and he's ready to roll. So when Leonard comes back, he needs to sit on the bench. And when Flurry needs a break, then Flurry will go to the bench. Other than that, this has always been and remains Mark Andre Flurry's team. And I'm the only radio host in the history of Vegas that says build that statue now. There's no one even allowed in the building. They're going at 15%. There should have been a construction crew outside T-Mobile in the plaza building a statue for Mark andre Flory for his commitment to Vegas, putting this franchise on the map. You take one of his iconic saves, you put it in bronze, you build the statue, and then JT the Brick can get on the radio and say, hey, man, let me buy you a beer. Meet me at the statue. Meet me at the Flurry statue an hour before the game, and I'll buy you a tall boy. What are they doing? There's nothing outside T-Mobile. Other than a couple food trucks? I'm not into food trucks. I'm into statues. The first statue that needs to be outside T-Mobile Arena is a statue of Mark andre Fleury. You know he's going to get one eventually, so build it now. So Fleury's kids can take a picture in front of it and say, this is my dad. He's the heart and soul of the Vegas Golden Knights. He's the premier goalie right now in the NHL, and he's having a super, super big year. More on the car accident of Tiger Woods. Golf Digest reporting Tiger Woods suffered multiple leg injuries. Currently in surgery following his car accident earlier today in Rancho Palos Verdes, California. We are covering this breaking news story. We will have more information for you, plus all of our guests who will join us. Kevin Bollinger from Fox 5. Got a chance to spend some good time with him up in Tahoe. Also, Bill Williamson, longtime Raider insider, will join us next hour. And coming up, Ryan Newman, former Daytona 500 winner, is going to be brought to us courtesy of the Speedway and my friend Jeff Motley. So we're going to make sure we get him on the radio when he calls in. We're ready to go. The monologue's brought to you by PT's best happy hour in town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. You're watching the Golden Knights. You're watching sports. You want food. You're going gaming. And you're sitting there having a cold one. Look up at all those TVs, 64 locations in the Valley. PT's fuels the monologue as we begin with an early Jersey Joe call. We're off to a good start, and let's pray for Tiger Woods. So as far as golf, what have you done since the surgery? Anything? Uh, I have lengthened my putter. Okay, right. <laughs> Starts with that. Starts with that. You know, I don't have to bend over as far. I've gone to the same length as my, my sandwich. I do a lot, a lot of putting drills, you know, blading, hitting the equator with my sandwich, and I figured, well, if I do a lot, why do I just lengthen my putter to the same length? So I did, and uh, it helped. That was Tiger Woods with Jim Nance at the Genesis just this past weekend as he got into a serious car accident this morning. Uh, still waiting on reports of the update as Tiger Woods is in surgery after the single car accident early this morning in the Rolling Hills Estates of Palos Verdes, California. Woods' accident is still being investigated. 
by the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. However, the announcement included a detail that the 45-year-old was involved in a rollover traffic collision. He had to be removed from the vehicle using the jaws of life. Uh, The jaws of life got him out of the car. And now, according to his agent, Mark Steinberg and CNN, uh, they report that Tiger Woods was in a single car accident this morning in California where he suffered multiple leg injuries. He's currently in surgery. And we'll wait for an update when we have it. Kevin Bollinger, Fox 5. He'll join us uh, in about 10 minutes, but we've been waiting on him, and now we get him. Ryan Newman, kind enough to join us, the former Daytona 500 winner, NASCAR winner at multiple tracks, and he's calling in in advance of the race in Vegas here in a couple of weeks, which I'll be attending. Ryan, thanks a lot for coming on. We appreciate it. And as a former Daytona 500 winner, what's it like to be on that road course right after the 500? What'd you learn about your team? Uh, well, we um, we learned that we were still struggling on road courses a little bit. Um, collectively, I just don't feel like we had a good balance in the car, and I didn't do as good a job in the car as I would like to have. But um, you know, overall, uh, it's really just one race behind us. Um, you know, we we um, were not in a good spot in points uh, because of the Daytona 500. But uh, we had a, a good team, a good car, and we've had some good solid efforts on pit road, and that that's a big part of getting the season started off right. So. Um, you know, we'll just uh, we'll keep digging. Homestead to me is the the old California, where we always said after Daytona the real season starts the next week. Well, the real season to me starts at Homestead, and, and um, look forward to going down there and proving that we've made some significant improvements on our mile and a half program. What'd you want to work on in the off season with your team? What was your number one goal to get better at? Uh, really, just to be a hundred percent off the truck. So, in other words. Without practice, without qualifying, without all the laps, we really had to just get everything together better. Um, and because that's our shot, that's our. I mean, you, there's you get one shot to prove that you are bringing your A game, and um, you know, then you can tune on it as you adjust the conditions in the race as the race unfolds. And and we didn't do a good enough job of that. So that that's um, that was our main focus on on top of you know putting together faster race cars. Um, you know, you can you can have all the ability in the, in the world, but if you don't have any feathers on your dart, it's going to be hard to hit the bullseye. Ryan Newman is our guest. Uh, Ryan, I would assume this would be good for you with limited practice, with your experience. You know, there's so many young guns out there. You've been doing this a while. Do you feel like the experience will help you with the limited practice and work you get on the track? I think it does in certain places at certain times, but, um, you know, there's these guys that make it to the Cup Series they didn't get there because of lack of experience and lack of ability. They're pretty talented, and, and um, you know you got guys like Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson, and, and um, you know younger, younger, younger kids that have got it together. And you know that that doesn't mean I have a disadvantage. It just means my advantages aren't as, as big as I had hoped that they would be. Ryan Newman is our guest. So, Ryan, when you see some of the changes in the sport over the years, when we take a look at individual races and now going to road courses as NASCAR is trying to grow the sport, I'm sure you're into all of this, but the road courses seem to be really interesting. There's a lot of my listeners to my show that are excited about that. It's something new. It's new to the eyeballs. Uh, Where does that fit in with you and your team, Roush Fenway Racing, going forward? Is this something you'll think you'll be better at other road courses going forward? 
Well, it's something that we need to get better at, and it's also something I feel like we'll carry over into some of our short track program stuff, the, mm-hmm. the Martinsville and Richmond places like that. I mean, that's literally what you're trying to get is turning and accelerating, um, and that's that's what you're trying to do at a road course, no different. The, the hard braking is a little bit different. You know, you get a little bit more finesse braking at the ovals. Um, you know, we're on the brakes, and as you can see from the Daytona road course, you got all four tires, all four brake rotors are, are glowing, and that just tells you how hard we're on the brake pedal. And there's no power brakes in our race car. So there's a lot of work that goes into that. And, and um, the reality is is that that's it. I mean, we just uh, we have got to put more emphasis on that. It makes up a bigger part of our schedule. It gives us more opportunities to make it into the playoffs. And if I remember right, there's only one playoff race that is a road course race. So yeah. you still have to maintain your strength and your backbone of oval track racing and mile-and-a-half cookie-cutter racetracks. Ryan Newman's our guest. Ryan, I wanted to talk uh, in our remaining minutes about business with you because with Roush Fenway Racing and before that Richard Childress and going back to Stuart Haas and Penske, you've always been able to find great teams and great partners along the way. What does that mean for you? You're not a guy looking around wondering if you're going to have support. You end up getting big support when you end up deciding on a team. What's that business cycle been like for you over your career? Uh, I mean, I, I can't say it's been bad. I'm doing what I love yeah. 20 years in a row, but um, the reality is, is I still feel like I haven't met my goals. I want to be a cup champion. Um, you know, the there's been a couple organizations that I've been with that became cup champions, um, and that, and that's that's good. I mean, that's I feel like I was a part of that. But um, you know, I want the I want the the uh, trophy on my desk, not anybody else's. And and um, you know, we'll just uh, keep working. It's um, it's still fun doing what I do. It's a lot of work. It's more work probably than it ever was, but um, that's okay. You know, we learned a little bit about your family after your big wreck and how your family came together with you and how much passion you have for your kids. What are some of your passions outside driving? What were you able to do in the off season that you could share with us that is another passion other than driving a stock car? Yeah, I mean, just really uh, the outdoors is the answer. <clears throat> Spending time with my kids and hunting and fishing and, and enjoying time in the outdoors, whether it's camping or, or out in the boat, catching bluegills or bass, you know, you you name it. That's, that's a lot of fun for me. And, and, um, with the pandemic, we've had basically an extra day and a half, two days of the, of the week that have been opened up to us. And, and that's, um, that's something that I appreciate more than most with my family. Wrapping it up with Ryan Newman. Ryan, Ryan, I'm in Vegas finally after Homestead coming out to Vegas, all those travels, the miles in between. What are you looking forward to in Vegas as you get out to this super speedway? Uh, just having a good weekend, no different than any other racetrack. I mean, I, I've uh, not won there, uh, but I've had mm-hmm. some good runs there and, and look forward to, uh, again, just like Homestead, proving that we've uh, we've learned and we've got some, some uh, something to take that's super competitive and a top 10, hopefully top five card at the racetrack no doubt about it we're looking forward to some big performances right in front of you ryan i know you're up against it thanks a lot for a few minutes really appreciate it yeah thank you thanks ryan so thanks to jeff motley and the team over at the las vegas motor speedway uh getting on a very successful nascar driver as we lead up to the race fans will be in attendance in a limited group and we'll tell you more and more about that when we get ready it goes to homestead florida then out here to vegas what is always a great time we got two big races out here in Vegas during the NASCAR season. I love it. That was brought to you by Sam and Ash. Go to SamAndAshLaw.com. If you get into an accident, stop everything. Get safe. Get to the side of the road. Sam and Ash Law.
Com because you deserve what's right. Back to the left for Hay. Fakes around Calvert into the zone. Carlson now a shot. Marcheseau, he scores. Vegas takes a 3-0 lead. What a setup. Jonathan Marcheseau scores his sixth goal of the year. Dan Duva on the call. What a game for the Golden Knights last night. I think the most important game of the year. Their best performance. It all came together. We're covering the breaking news story. Tiger Woods, 45 years old, involved in a single car accident. Rancho Palos Verdes, California. He is in surgery. Reportedly, multiple leg injuries that are serious. When we have more on that breaking news, we'll bring it right back to you. Kevin Bollinger joins us from Fox 5 here, the sports director for the great Fox TV affiliate here in Vegas. And, Kevin, before we get to hockey, this Tiger Woods story has got great connections to Vegas. Breaking news, everybody pulling for him after this horrible accident this morning. No doubt, JT. And, and I just actually was listening to an interview that CBS Los Angeles was doing with uh, Lieutenant White from the L.A. County Sheriff's Office. Uh, and uh, the, the lieutenant said that, Tiger Woods' injuries were, quote, non-life-threatening. So I think that uh, everybody uh, can breathe, breathe hopefully, a sigh of relief uh, a little bit uh, with that. I know his agent had put out that he was in surgery with the multiple leg injuries, but when you see the video of that car accident, it's uh, horrific uh, when you, you see the damage that, that that car had sustained. Yeah, it's a big story, and I'm sure Fox 5 and your team is going to do a great job covering that story throughout tonight and the next couple of days. We were able to get together in Tahoe. What'd you think now? You went to the second game with the Bruins and the Flyers after the pause for the Golden Knights game and delay. What was your big takeaway from Tahoe? You know, it, it was a stunning setting. It's unfortunate what happened with the Golden Knights game and the ice surface. And then they, they had to move periods two and three to, to nighttime where you couldn't see that backdrop. But if you had a chance to see Sunday's game, which started at uh, a little after 4.30, uh, the, the sunset dropping over the, the lake with the hockey being played at that time was was spectacular. So I think, you know, uh, obviously uh, nobody wanted the, the situation that the Golden Knights and Avalanche had to deal with on, on Saturday. But overall, I, I would think that, uh, you know, it, it was a good event, uh, especially for the Golden Knights. And, and we've talked a lot about this with teams in the past, whether it be hockey or NBA teams. Uh, it's one of those trips that can bring a team closer together. And I think maybe we saw a little bit of that uh, last night in Denver with the way the Golden Knights played. Uh, a lot of times teams will take a, a mid-season trip somewhere if they have a gap in their schedule for bonding type of experience. Uh, and I think the Golden Knights were able to, to do a little bit of that in Lake Tahoe off the ice that could benefit them down the road. Kevin Bollinger is our guest. You know, Kevin, I just thought that game last night was the perfect storm. It's one of the greatest performances I've ever seen Fleury have. I really believe that. He's played in bigger games, playoff games, three Stanley Cups. I get all that. But they needed a game last night. It felt like a sense of urgency game. And I don't think he's ever been better. Tuck got two goals, Marcheseau the other. But Fleury, you've seen him play a lot of games live. How important was that statement last night on the road in Denver? Oh, it was huge. I mean, he and, you know, just the – the acrobatic nature of some of those saves. And I think it was important to get the shutout. I mean, even in the last five minutes of the game, you pretty much knew that the Golden Knights were the 3 nothing lead. We're going to get that victory. Uh, but the, the importance of the shutout, I think, was important for Fleury, and it was important for the Golden Knights, who still have to 
Colorado four more times in the regular season and then potentially in the postseason in the first or second round. Uh, so I, I think that that part of it was, was huge. And the fact that they shut McKinnon down uh, so well, uh, he only had two shots, I believe, uh, up till late in the game. Uh, the fact that they were able to contain him a little bit uh, is something that they're going to have to use as a blueprint going forward. They did that in game one of the four-game series at T-Mobile Arena, uh, and they kind of duplicated that effort uh, last night in Denver. I believe the Golden Knights on paper are probably the best team in hockey, you know, the best team in the West. But then you see Colorado and you know it's just going to be a war to get to the Stanley Cup final. Even if fans think the Golden Knights are better, it doesn't matter. Colorado's a great team. It's going to come down to an unbelievable battle. And hasn't that been the story of this franchise since they've come into the league, that there's that one team? The Capitals in the Stanley Cup Finals, the Sharks, St. Louis, and now Colorado. They have this nemesis waiting in front of them as they try to win a Stanley Cup. Colorado has so much speed, and it comes to you in waves. It's not just one line that has speed. It's really all four of their lines. The defensemen are quick, and they have some some offensive defensemen like Kale McCarr who are so good at doing that. And, And I really think it stresses the importance for the Golden Knights to win the West Division. Because if you can get that number one seed, and you probably are going to assume that uh, Colorado and St. Louis are going to be two and three in the seeding process, let them fight it out in the first round. The Golden Knights will get whoever gets the number four seed and then see what happens. Because you have to think that that, uh, St. Louis is going to give Colorado a series. It's going to go deep six or seven games. And, uh, you know, St. Louis is dangerous as well. But uh, much better position for the Golden Knights if they can win that division and not have to face uh, one of them, and, and the one that they did will have just gone through a grueling series in the first round. Kevin Bollinger, Fox 5, as we wrap it up. from On the Raiders' front, just seems like everybody's waiting around for Marcus Mariota to be traded. We dealt with a lot of car nonsense last offseason. Everybody talked about car every day in the potential of a blockbuster. The only potential blockbuster left has been the big one, Deshaun Watson. Not many any, Not many NFL insiders are giving that much credence. I'm not, but Mariota, I think they need to move him. If they can get any help on the defensive side of the ball, do you look at it that way that he's really the only trade piece that could get him some offseason help on defense? Yeah, I think that, you know, Trent Brown and and Marcus Mariota are the the two pieces. Mariota is the one that's going to be much easier to move uh, because of of the need for quarterbacks of his, his skill level. And I think the Raiders at this point, uh, can, can you know try and get what they can, even if it's a, a decent draft pick uh, out of that, because they kind of signaled maybe what they were thinking. They they re-signed Peterman again, uh, so you know they. I, I think they're comfortable if they have to keep Mariota, but from a salary cap standpoint, uh, it, it makes a whole lot of sense for him to to move on. And when you hear all the Derek Carr stories and you see all the stuff on Twitter and and fans questioning this this year even more, which amazes me, his leadership ability. I mean, you saw just as much as I did. Uh, nobody led this team more than Derek Carr in the offseason and in the season, whether it was the workouts in the park before the Henderson facility was done, uh, talking guys up on phone and Zooms and stuff. Uh, I thought Derek Carr showed his leadership ability this year more than any other. Kevin, finally, you know Bill Foley, you know Mark Davis, the owners in town. You're highly connected with UNLV. I said throughout the early portion of this pandemic, last April, May, June, 
that if we were ever going to get fans in seats, it's got to be something that's building. It's building. It starts off with 2,000 with the Golden Knights or 10% capacity, goes to 15. Then overnight, Governor Sisolak says, let's go to 40%. And then, hey, there's no mass uh, spread. Everybody is safe and healthy, and then they go to 70%. That's how we're going to do this. I don't see any other way on how to cover this story other than the fact as a community in Vegas, we need help from the Super Speedway to the Golden Knights, UNLV, the Raiders, to get more butts in seats and for everybody to follow protocol. Are you encouraged with the news of the Golden Knights letting fans in? I am. You know, it was nice to hear the governor say 20%, but the problem, uh, you know, that the Golden Knights and that the Las Vegas Motor Speedway are facing with their upcoming events is the county is saying only 15%. So uh, that is, is limiting the numbers even more. So the, the county is the one that, that everybody's going to have to keep an eye on. Uh, to get those numbers to grow exponentially as we move forward in all of this. Uh, I did talk to Chris Powell, the president of the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, uh, last week, and I asked him how much the, the delay of not knowing impacted the out-of-towners coming in for this race because Vegas is such a marquee event for the out-of-town NASCAR fans to bring in their motorhomes, uh, park it out there all week, come into to the uh, Strip and downtown area and gamble and go out to dinner. He actually said that they have still received a ton of out-of-town interest from people, especially on the West Coast, who are willing to, to jump at the drop of a dime to come out to watch the race in person. So that's good news, not only for the Speedway. We know they're going to hit their number because there's such a, a hunger for it, but it also, if it brings in that out-of-town fan element, that's a big boost for the local economy as well. Uh, and I think that that's something that is, is going to benefit us. So. Uh, you know, with the, the Golden Knights games being next Monday and Wednesday at home, and then that's all NASCAR week leading into Friday, Saturday, and Sunday out at the track. Next week is critical uh, for sports and tourism and economy in our town uh, as this thing hopefully be- begins to grow as we move uh, through the spring and summer. Thanks again, Kevin. Great to see you and Vince and your team up in Tahoe. Do me a favor. Next time you get an exotic road trip assignment, let me know so I can ask my wife for a hall pass out in advance of this of two or three weeks and join you again, okay? Absolutely. We're looking forward to it. Take care. Kevin Bollinger, Fox 5, right here in Vegas. And to get him on on a day with this breaking news with Tiger Woods, uh, we'll lead with this coming out on the other side. Also, we have an NFL hit coming up. And Bill Williamson will join us, the longtime Raider insider, as we do a deep dive into the offseason. I uh, do a complete year with the Raiders, working for the team year-round. I need a break from time to time because I don't stop once the season starts. It's a long season. It's very intense in the building for all the games, the two TV shows, this show, the podcast. So when we got Raider news, we're going to give it to you. We think we're going to have the best guest on to bring you that news. When there's a pause and if we're waiting for news, I got to pivot and do sports talk. And I don't like doing sports talk like Tiger Woods today. The breaking news on his car accident, suffered multiple leg injuries. He's in surgery, but it's not life-threatening, according to CNN and Golf Digest. And more and more people are on top of this story in Los Angeles. It's all over social media. It's all over your TV when you get there. When I talk X's and O's next hour, it's with the Remy Martin VO. I love the sidecar. Remy Martin, team up for excellence. When you're looking for that type of brand in your life that will change your life, your only choice is Remy Martin.